Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit so that we may receive the gifts necessary to follow you into the wedding feast, which is the Mass. Please remove all distractions, anything that is not of God, and give us the necessary words that you desire to speak to us individually and as a community so that we may enter into the wedding feast. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. So this wasn't the plan. I wasn't actually supposed to be here today. Yesterday, we arrived as pilgrims on the March for Life, and we had to leave early to arrive safely because there was a big snowstorm that came. And I don't know what your plans were as you came here, what your expectations were as you came here, but we have to learn how to roll with the punches. We have to learn how to roll with the punches. And as we gather here as a community today, we gather here as we hear one of the most exciting and challenging gospels that is here in our word, the word of God. And I don't know if a lot of us know this, but this is the heart, one of the hardest gospels to preach on. And it's not nearly as hard as it was for Mary in our gospel reading today. Because Mary, she tells the head waiter, saying they ran out of wine. And you, you have to think, in Jewish ceremonial times, they would celebrate a wedding in a house for three to seven days. And how embarrassing that must be for them. And that's the first word I'd like to look at today is the word embarrassing. And Mary, when she says, do whatever he tells you, which I'll preach on in a little bit, it's deeper than just saying, do whatever Mary tells you so you can do Jesus' will. It's really deeper than that. Because Jesus says, woman, you know, what does that have to do with me? My hour has not come yet. And if we, lead it, if we read it at a very superficial level, and we don't have plans or expectations to change and roll with the punches, it's not going to transform our lives. So the Lord wants to transform all of our lives through this Mass and through this Word. Because it's not a mistake that you're here right now. It's not a mistake that I'm here right now. This is God's plan. And I have to, we all have to learn how to roll with the punches that the Lord gives us. So I think, I think for a lot of us, it'd be quite embarrassing. It'd be quite embarrassing if we came to the Mass our whole lives, if we came to the Mass our whole lives as a baptized Christian, and we never knew what the Mass was. And at a deeper level, the Mass is a wedding. The Mass is a wedding, and this is our home as Christians. The church is our true home. And we're called to enter into the wedding feast of the Lamb, where Jesus becomes one with us. And I think over and over, I preached on this last week, but over and over, a lot of people come to church because it makes me feel good. And over and over, because the songs uplift me, or I go for to hear the homily. But that's not the primary core, the reason for, for, the, for the Mass. I don't know why you came here, but the whole point of the Mass is so God can become one with us. So you, the bride, and me standing in the person of Christ can marry you to Jesus. If we still think that the Eucharist is just bread and the wine is not the blood of Jesus yet, we have to ask ourselves, what's really going on here? Because there's a deeper mystery. If we just leave things at the, read things at the service level and we don't start rolling with those punches and go deeper... Mass is boring, right? Mass is incredibly boring. But we come here to sacrifice ourselves with Jesus, and he gives us 
more than we need in return in the Eucharist. He gives us his body, blood, soul, and divinity so we can bring Jesus from this home in this church into the, our homes, our physical homes. Then we start seeing a transformation happen. It would be quite embarrassing if we came to Mass our whole lives and we're like a lot of the people thinking, didn't they know that they were supposed to have a three to seven day wedding feast and they're running out of wine already? It would be quite embarrassing not to know that. And Mary, in this, points to the deeper reality of what's actually happening here. Because Jesus didn't do any signs yet. He didn't do any miracles at this. And he says, woman, my hour has not yet come. And if we are aware of the gospel readings, we look at the readings. Who is called woman first? Who is called woman first? And hopefully we're hearing ding, 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 ding. Eve, Eve, Eve. So Mary comes as the new Eve to undo what Adam and Eve did because they were married together and it was split apart because of their disobedience. And Jesus is obedient to the call of Mary because through her, she's saying he's the one. He's the true bridegroom that wants to wed himself to all of us. And a lot of us think we're unworthy. A lot of us think we're damaged goods. A lot of us think, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't sign up for this. But God wants to be one with us, and he wants to remain one with us. And he sent his only son to prove that to us. And it would be quite embarrassing, quite probably like the married couple in our gospel reading today, to not know that or to run out, to be embarrassed by that. So the whole point today I just want to say is, if you get anything out of this homily, it's the fact that God wants to marry you. God wants to marry you. And through Mary's intercession, she reveals that he, through her, yes, He's going to go to the cross and die for us. Now you have to imagine, put yourself in the, in, the, in the position of Mary, just to sit there for a second and to send your own child to go be crucified, to say it's okay, because that's what he came for, because he's a sacrificial lamb. It must have broken her heart so much to offer him back to the Father so Jesus could be free. Because when he says, woman, this is not my hour. My hour is on the cross. She knew exactly what that meant. Because she's here to point us all to remember what Jesus did for us on that cross. But it started through his miracles. It started through his miracles. It'd be quite embarrassing to think that, yeah, it's just, it's just a wedding. And Mary said, do whatever he tells you. Isn't that cool? And we can ask for Mary's intercession. But it's so much deeper than that. And if the Lord has not crushed your heart yet in your following of Jesus, if he hasn't crushed your heart yet, you truly have never followed Jesus. Because for a lot of us, the only way the Lord can get in is by crushing our hearts and crushing our idols to place him first. And a lot of times for me, I can definitely say, it just straight brought me to my knees to just pray like, Lord, give me the grace to accept the fact that I'm worthy of your call. I'm worthy of the wedding feast of the Lamb. That you love me in my brokenness. It's been just a month, just a month since Christmas, where Jesus was born into that mucky stable Right? And some of our lives, sometimes our lives are just like that. So you don't have to be perfect to come to the wedding feast. But I wonder how many of us are ready for the wedding feast, are ready for that oneness with Jesus, and actually want to leave here change, actually want to leave here to go transform the world. Because the, the church right now, the church right now, as it is, doesn't need any more quarter disciples or half disciples or three quarter disciples. We're called to be lifelong disciples. And we are primarily fed here at the wedding feast of the Lamb. Where we offer ourselves with Jesus 
to the Father. And the more I study the faith and I, I, I talk with you all, I realize a lot of us don't really understand the Mass. We don't understand that it's, it's the wedding feast. Because it even said in our first reading in Isaiah 6-5 that says, Your builders shall marry you. And sometimes we just kind of wash over those words. And we have to know that those words are not any ordinary words. They're not, they're not even close to like words in newspaper. They're not the words of any book, but they're the words of God himself through the prophet Isaiah. Speaking to e- each of us. Each of us, he's speaking to us individually. And when we look at this gospel reading, when we, when we realize that the depths of God's being is to be one with us, we have to ask ourselves, what's holding me back from being one with you, Lord Jesus? What are the fears that what holds you back from being all in? From, being, from not being embarrassed when you're at school or when you're at work to make the sign of the cross and pray for God's blessing upon your food? What's holding you back from letting God more deeply into your marriage? What's holding you back from letting God more deeply into your studies, in your work every day? Because if we've been, if we've been following Jesus, it should show by the way we live our lives, especially by the fact that we're Catholic. And we shouldn't necessarily be like holding back from that anymore. So when we're at this mess, when we're here, let us learn how to roll with the punches and to ask for Mary's intercession to really show us how much God wants to be one with us. Because this is the hardest thing, because we're so stuck on visible, visible signs. And Jesus, in our gospel, he takes his dirty water, six jars full, 20, 30 gallons, so roughly 150 gallons, and he turns his dirty, disgusting water into new wine. And maybe that's where you're at right now. You're thinking, I'm bored. I don't really know why I'm here. I'm just kind of sitting here in a, in, a, in a jar. It's dirty, it's disgusting, and you know, I don't think Jesus really wants to call me to be new, to renew me, to refresh me. That's exactly what he's going to do in this Mass. Where he's going to take simple substance of bread and wine, and it's going to be transformed into his body and blood, and you all come down the aisle. And he says, this is my body, right? The body of Christ. And you say, Amen. And it's no ordinary amen. It's saying, Jesus, this is my mess. This is what my life looks like when I'm not one with you. And we go back to our pews and we should be thinking, oh my gosh, the God of the universe loves me that much that I don't have to hide behind my grossness. I don't have to hide behind my fears and those lies anymore. He comes to me right where I'm at, right here, right now, to say that I love you. And this is the only love that's going to satisfy your heart and my heart. And until we get that one thing right, that God wants to marry us, and he does it substantially through his body and blood, we're missing the point. We're just not learning how to roll the punches. So I don't know what your expectation was coming here. I don't know if you just came here because you're here out of strict obligation. You made a promise. That's good that you're remaining faithful to that. But know that the mass never gets old where a miracle happens on this altar. But if we, if we only let it remain on this altar and not in your hearts and not in your minds, not in your lives, we're missing the point. And that's how we place ourselves, our petitions, our loved ones, all the muck of our lives, that dirty water, and we place it on this altar with Jesus so we can send him to Calvary to die for our sins and to rise up 
Because he rose on the third day, and that's the first line of our gospel, on the third day, right? At a wedding. Because that's where you are right now. Let us not focus on the externals, but let us focus on the invisible reality here. That God is so madly knocking at the door of your heart, saying, I want to come in, and I want to remain there forever, and I want to take that old wine in your hearts and in my heart, and I want to transform it and make it into something new. So when you return back to your pew after receiving the God of the universe, just sit with him and just let him love on you in your brokenness, in your wonderings, in your stuff, right? Know that that there is new life entering into you every single mass. Because if we learn how to roll with that punch, if we learn how to roll with that reality, our lives will never be the same. And then we'll do what actually happened in our gospel. We'll want to invite people to this. We want to invite people to this, to this, because Jesus and his disciples and his mother were invited to a wedding. And you're all invited to this wedding, and we need to start inviting more and more people. Because it would be a shame, 20, 30, 40, 60, 70, 80 years of life, if we don't invite people to the divine wedding feast. But the reality is that most of the people outside of these church walls aren't ready for mass. So we have to invite them to things like Alpha. We have to invite them things like to our Adoration Chapel. We have to invite them to things like Bible studies to start telling them how much Jesus loves them. That the whole Bible, the whole purpose of the Mass, the whole purpose of the Catholic faith is to become one with Jesus. That's his desire for you and for me. And if you doubt in me, we must do whatever he tells us to do. And, and Jesus never, never turns back from a request of his mother. Because she said, the last thing she said in the Bible today, in the whole scriptures, is do whatever he tells you to do. And what does he tell us? To go make disciples. To invite people into the fold. To come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you true rest at the wedding feast. So let's do that right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we come here in this holy mass, through Mary's intercession, we just ask that you meet us where we're at. That you help us know that we are lovable. To help us know that we're worthy of your love. To help us know whatever old, dirty, disgusting habits we have in our lives. That you desire to give us the grace. To give us the hope. To know that we can beat them with you and overcome them with you and your grace. Please transform our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. Please transform our lives. Please transform the life of this parish as you transform this bread and wine into your body and blood. We ask all this through Mary's intercession, asking for new life, to take, new, to take old wine and create it into new wine, to help us know that we are worthy of your son's love. As we pray, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.